My message is God's purpose. God's purposes. He has more than one. God's purposes. My text scriptures are, the first one is Isaiah 14, 24. Isaiah 14th chapter, verse 24 says, The Lord of, of hosts has sworn, Surely as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. And as I have purposed, so it shall stand. Amen. Purpose is bringing it into the present. Bringing it and making it a reality right now. It's not an idle thought on God's part. He will see that it comes to pass. He has a purpose for this whole earth and all of us that are on it. And we need to listen up to what the scripture says about his purpose. And then in Isaiah 23, 23rd chapter, verse 9a, the first part of the scripture, the Lord of hosts has purposed, Isaiah says. He has purposed. And then in Isaiah 43, 13, 43rd chapter, 13th verse, indeed, he says, before the day was, I am he. And there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work. And who will reverse it? Hallelujah. And when he works, we can't reverse it. We can't reverse it by begging him and to change what his mind has made up for us. He has his mind made up on a lot of things that we don't understand. Things go on lots of times. We just can't understand it with our mind and with our emotions or whatever. We get all upset. Sometimes we get upset with God. Have any of you been upset with God? I have. And sometimes we just don't understand things. But he's going to do what he thinks is best in every situation. And he has purposed it before the world began. All this has been purposed in God. Because the scripture does say he knows the ending before the beginning. He knows it all. He's God. Isn't that wonderful? That we have a God that is so mighty that he knows how to take care of everything just the way it should be. Because when we get in the middle of things, we mess it up. Through the teachings of our church, we know that Almighty God has a purpose, plan, and expectation for his church. For individuals as well, each one of us. And for nations. God is interested in nations. And he purposes things for nations. Purpose means intention. Something acted toward or aimed for. It means intention. Something acted toward or aimed for. What are some of the things God purposed in the Bible? Oh, well, you may think of some things. But I chose seven purposes to share. Number one, his purpose in creating man was he wanted a family. Number two, his purpose for Jesus Christ coming to the earth was to bring back the lost family. Number three, the purpose of the cross was for Jesus to save and forgive mankind from their sins and bring healing to their bodies with the shedding of his blood. Did you know that the shedding of the blood is not only for the remission of sin, but it's for your healing of your body? When his body was beat, his blood was shed for our healing as well. Hallelujah. Number four, the purpose of the resurrection of Christ was to give everlasting life to all those that believe that he died and rose again. 
Do you know many people just want to believe in the cross? Or they just talk about the cross and that he died? And it does bring forgiveness of sin, which we all need and we all want. But unless you believe that he was resurrected from the dead, you will not have everlasting life. As he lives, we live. Because he lives, we live. That's what being born again is all about. Confessing him as Lord and believing that God has raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. Gives us that everlasting life. Oh, you can have your sins forgiven by believing in the cross and believing in the blood. But do you believe in the resurrection? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Number five. The purpose of the Holy Spirit was to help men see him and feel him and to have a perfect relationship with God. Oh, that's wonderful, having the Holy Spirit. Number six, the purpose of the disciples and the early church was to spread the good news of Jesus Christ to the known world. And is our purpose today, it should be our purpose today, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Number seven, which is our last one, the purpose for the church to live a righteous, holy life is to be ready for Jesus when he comes back for his church. That's why he wants us to be separated unto him, to live a holy and righteous life. So we can be ready to go to heaven and when he catches us up in, this, in the air. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, this is the doctrines basically of the church that I've just touched on. <clears throat> the Spirit's purpose coming at Pentecost was to bring into the present Jesus, the Savior, living inside of them. Even though he had gone on to heaven, he now still lived in them by the Holy Spirit. John said, in the book of John, he says in John 14, chapter 16, verse, the last part of that verse, he says that the Spirit dwells with you, but shall be in you. The Spirit was there because he was on Jesus. He's always been on the earth, and he's been with them. But now, through Pentecost, he, became, he, he now could be in them. They could now understand the Scriptures and the purposes of God. Up until that point, they didn't understand a lot of things. And even, even as, a, as a, a young Christian, if you've never been filled with the Spirit, you are limited in your understanding of the Word and the purposes of God. That's why we encourage all believers to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Until the Holy Spirit came, the Word of God, or Old Covenant, was a mystery to Jesus' disciples. When Christ Jesus came to the earth, He revealed a lot of God's purposes. They understood God as a God not only of judgment, but a God of love. But when the Holy Spirit came to indwell them, He finished what Christ started by opening up the revealed word to them. Now they could read the scriptures and receive revealed purposes of God themselves. Peter explained it in Acts 2 when he stood up to explain what was happening and Pastor Thad was preaching my sermon last night <laughs> on my message. He touched on it anyway. When Peter stood up, he said, he preached this, this is that. And he preached what the prophet Joel said. Let's read Acts 2, 5 through 24, and then verses 36 through 42. That's Acts 2, 5 through 24, then verses 36 through 42. 
I think we need to read it. It's been a while, maybe since you've read it. It's been a while since I read it. I think we need to hear it. Starting at verse 5 of Acts 2. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. See how God's, God's interested in nations? Yeah. And, when the, and how is so that it happened to be a feast day? Because Pentecost was a feast day. How these Jews that were from all these countries were there. Isn't that amazing how God orchestrates everything? And when this sound occurred, oh, they heard that wind. They heard that sound. The multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? Now how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes, Elamathites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Pergia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea all, and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this was what was spoken by the prophet Joel, or the King James says, This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Ha <laughs> ha, look at that. Determined purpose <laughs> and foreknowledge of God. You have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. Let's stop right there, verse 24, and let's go to verse 36. In the same chapter of Acts 2. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children, to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, 
And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now we see all yielded saved people can carry out God's purposes. Looking at the person of the Holy Spirit again, on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit came in as a wind that, that they felt, they heard. And he sat on each one of them as a fire. They saw, they heard, they felt God. No longer was he just some big almighty being up in the heavens. They could, hallelujah, they could feel him, they could hear him, and they could, and they could feel him and hear him, and they could see him in the spirit. They could see the results of what he does on the earth. They felt the Holy Spirit come into them. I trust you have experienced the Holy Spirit's fire and transformation today. At the infilling of the Holy Spirit, they now understood who Jesus really was, that he was the Son of God. He was the mediator between God and man. And though he was gone to heaven, he was with them by the Spirit of God. Another purpose of the Holy Spirit is to help us live for Jesus. Teach us the ways of God. He does that. He teaches us the ways of God. And he comforts us in the day of grief and in trouble. He leads us and guides us and shows us the way of a successful Christian life. When, we, when you study the word, you see there are two ways the Lord reveals his purposes to us. Number one, by his word. We don't have, you've got to read the scriptures. You've got to read the word of God. If you want to know his purposes, you want to understand God, you've got to read the scriptures. You've got to read, read the Bible. He reveals his purposes by his word. Joshua 1.7 says this. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Or the word, you would say. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. In other words, you don't play with it. You keep yourself straight in reading the word and understanding the word. Number two, God reveals his purpose to us by his spirit. Isaiah, 30th chapter, 21st, 21st, 21st verse or 21 says, I love this scripture, I use it a lot. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Proverbs 4.25 in the Amplified Bible says this, Let your eyes look right on, or with fixed purpose, purpose, fixed purpose, and let your gaze be straight before you. In other words, let what you purpose line up with what God's purposes are. We ought to continually look straight ahead, keeping our eyes on him and the purpose that he has for us. The Lord has a fixed purpose to those who follow him. And we are to open ourselves up to that purpose and let his will be done. Then he will protect it from the enemy who will try to kill, steal, and destroy the purposes 
of God in our lives. The angels of the Lord will encamp all around us to see that God's purpose will be done. And we can receive the abundant life that is, 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 that is in Jesus Christ. Your angels are there to protect you in that purpose. They encamp around about us. Because God has a purpose for you and he's going to do everything to see that it's carried out. If you're a new Christian, you may say, I really don't know what the Lord's purpose is for me. My answer to you is to begin to read God's word. And as you read, listen to what the scriptures are saying to you. Ask God when you pray to reveal his word to you and direct you in your walk with him. Get into a good Bible-believing church, which like, like ALM, where you can have godly fellowship and instruction in the ways of Christianity. If you are sincerely open to him, he will lead and direct you to the purpose he has for you on the earth. It may take some time. Things don't happen overnight. But all of a sudden, you will find your place. It'll just fall right in place. You get in a good church. You read the Bible. You begin to pray. You just find your place. That he had, he's purpose for you. And then it may be just for a certain period of time. Then he may, as you grow in the Lord, he may lead you into the full purpose he has for you. I remember how he brought me through all my life, and I'll be talking about it in a few minutes, how I learned in each area how he brought me through. The scripture says if you need to know something, why don't you just ask God, and you will receive. Hallelujah. <clears throat> in his purpose, there is love, peace, and joy, and it is filled with the overcoming power to defeat all the obstacles of life. The Lord has a purpose for each one of us to be on this earth, as I said already. But it's up to us to yield ourselves to that revealed purpose and allow him to have perfect control. I can tell you by experience, I was saved and filled with the Holy Spirit as a girl of nine and a half years old. The Lord Jesus had been with me, has been with me and carried me through many obstacles of life and Christian learning experiences. Each hardship, each obstacle, I learned something. It wasn't the perfect way of God wants to, wants to teach us, but we all learn through obstacles and through hard times. And I learned how to walk with the Lord through those. Truly, he has never left me, even though I failed him many times. He has helped and orchestrated his purpose for me. He wants to do the same for you. Right now, I feel like that's what I'm going through, a new, a new orchestration of what God wants for me. And oh, it's not easy. Sometimes we, buck, we, we balk at it. We say, no, Lord, I don't want to do that. Or, I'm happy where I am. But he always has more and more and more. And he wants to do the same for you. Follow him. Seek him and you will find your place in the kingdom where all things will be added to you. Or you could say this. This is what the thought came to me. The Lord will take care of everything that you need to carry out his purpose for you. Not your purpose. It says all things are added to you. Why? So that he, we can carry out his purpose. There's always a qualification 
with every promise. And he wants you to carry out his purpose. And he will give you all the things will be right there for you to carry it out. I want you to know that today that dwelling in God's purpose is the only way to live. It's the only way to live. Some things we don't understand. Some things, it can be very hard. But it's the only way to live, to have, be full of peace and joy and feel safe. When you try to do your own thing, you're out there, and the devil's going to beat you up. And he will throw all kind of obstacles in your path. He will throw all kind of uh, things that will pull you down when you try to go your own way. There comes to a point in your life you have to say, yes, Lord, I'm going your way. I'm going to follow you. And when you do that, all things will work together for the good to those who love the Lord, to those who are called <laughs> according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. <laughs>